1: for 50% off, visit rosettastone.com slash startalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today.
0: I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Knight. And this, of course, is Playing Playing With Science. Science. Today, we literally have a stellar cast of guests, starting with Julius Irving, a.k.a. Dr. J, accompanied by none other than NBA legend Rashid Wallace. And, of course, we must thank the good people of Nike and Converse, who allowed unparalleled access to their athletes during the Art of Champions event, so we could bring you what is truly...
1: A unique shot. Yes, and rounding out our galaxy of superstars, our supernovas, we're mm. going to have Neil deGrasse Tyson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the leading all-time scorer of the NBA, as they sit down and talk about the indefensible shot, the skyhook. Oh, yeah, you're not
0: going to want to miss that. Um, this will also be a show where you might find you are handed not just the keys to success in the NBA playoffs, But in life itself. Oh, yes. Stay tuned for that one. You're going to miss that. And guess what? (laughs) This is only the first of a two part mini series featuring not just NBA superstars, but also the tech on and within your favorite basketball shoes.
1: Yes. And I'm sure you've got them. And the cool thing is that, so this, we're bringing you this show, and it's going to be a little bit different because we're, this is like our first clip show. Yeah. Because we, We were let out. We were were let out of the studio. We were let out of the studio and we went to Nike's uh, Art of the Champion. Uh, It was an event where they they debuted 16 different shoes for the playoffs, for the 2018 NBA playoffs.
0: For all of our listeners out there who are thinking this show is sponsored by Nike and or Converse. It is not. Uh, The Art of Champion was an opportunity for us to go and grab some time with NBA legends and, of course, for Chuck to have an undiluted,
1: unapologetic Philly loving. That's right. So that's why we really did it. Forget Nike. We actually did it so I could meet Dr. J because, you know, I mean, aside from the restraining order. Yes, of course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Apart from meeting those NBA legends, icons, superstars, in the case of Dr. J, I mean, he's in everyone's conversation for one of the best ever. Yeah. Um, We got to get down into the tech, because there's a whole range from old school shoes up until the now, and then with John Garner from Converse, who's one of their global product managers, gives us a little sneak peek. Oh. Into what could well what, be coming up. But that show, too.
1: Yeah, that is so. Don't show get too. carried away because
0: yeah. this show is all about the legends. And but the um, game
1: has changed so much oh, because man. of the tech. Yeah. Uh, but the cool thing is, we got to talk to the people who made the game what it is. And uh, I guess, what are we starting with? Or a clip from um, Dr. J? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
0: gotta go with the big guy, Julius Irving, Dr. J. It's an undiluted philly love-in, and we make no apologies. Roll the
1: clip. Before we begin, let me just say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, This man right here is royalty, uh, not just in the city of Philadelphia, not just in the game of basketball, but uh, as a gentleman among gentlemen, Dr. J is just the cream of the crop. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. J. Right. appreciate that tribute. Oh, Thank without you. a doubt, Thank man, you. without Thank a doubt. Well Thank deserved you. and well earned. I, I know you're a humble guy, but I still gotta say this. So you are the Michael Jackson of basketball, okay? Michael Jackson. You are the Michael Jackson of basketball. Yeah. When you listen to music today, I don't yeah. care if it's Chris Brown or Bruno Mars yeah. or uh, Justin Timberlake, you yeah. hear Michael Jackson. Yeah. When you look at these he was guys, a great influence. he was an influence. That's James Brown, right? That's right. right. So when you look at these guys' games today, the young guys that are on the court today, mm-hmm. okay, there is no Michael Jordan without Dr. J. There's no LeBron James without Michael Jordan. Do you see your influence on the game, honestly?
3: Well, I do. Yeah, particularly in a transition game, and, and 80% of the game is transition. Yes. So, uh, guys having the confidence to, uh, to to come in transition and attack the basket. I mean, obviously, I, I see the whole ABA. Uh, associated with uh, today's game, uh, with the three-point shot That's being right. what it is since it was invented over there. That's right. Uh, you know, I, I never ran down the court and then ran to the three-point line. <laughs> or whatever. It was always trying to, you know, be first uh, to the hoop and getting there before the defense sets up. If not, then, you know, we'd, we'd evolve into uh, whatever we were going to do next, you know, our set offense. But but I, but I see it. And when I watch Carlisle, Kawhi Leonard play, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I see it. Um, Kevin Durant to a degree, when he's attacking the basket, you know, can never shoot like him. Um, and a handful of guys who, who just, uh, have that creativity. See, what was interesting for me is you go straight
0: to a musical reference and and mix it all in with, with sport. And Dr. J goes, yeah, yeah, I get it.
1: I love it. But you see,
0: there was no arrogance. No. It was matter of fact. Yeah, Yeah. he knew what he meant to the game and how he's left his footprint.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I love the fact that he said Kevin Durant, because a lot of people don't, you know, when they look at Dr. J's game, they immediately think Michael Jordan, you know, and of course Michael Jordan was influenced by Dr. J. But um, I love the fact that he said Kevin Durant, the way he attacks the basket. And at the time, Dr. J was without a doubt the most exciting basketball player in the league. I mean, Mm. there was nobody who was doing the kind of stuff that he was doing. And uh, then you look at, you know, you look at the Sixers today, which, you know, by the way, of course. You will. Yes, I will. (laughs) Um, But you you have a young guy by the name of Ben Simmons who kind of moves and has a court awareness and presence like Dr. J. But I have to say that I was completely, I was fanboying out when. uh, Yeah, why not? Yeah, no, this is a guy who was, uh, when I was a kid watching, Basket, He was the guy, Yeah, you know, and then I'm standing and here. And he's in your town. And he's in my town, and he was, like, the best basketball player ever at the time. And you're standing there, and you're like, oh, man, I'm standing there. I felt like I was 12, to be honest. You know, I, I kind of felt like – I'm surprised that my voice wasn't like this. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm talking to Dr. J. Hi, oh, Dr. J. You, <laughs> you know, they, they always say, never meet your heroes. Yeah.
0: But you, I, I got a feeling watching you coming away from that interview and going, do you know what? It was good he did. Yeah. Because he was everything that you wanted to be and more.
1: You know, straight up. And you you know, you say don't, they say don't meet your heroes because a lot of times you'll just be disappointed, you know, because people are people. But Dr. J is not a person. He is a God. That's right. (laughs) A basketball God. Okay. All right. Enough enough out of me on that.
0: (laughs) What I loved, what I loved was said, I never ran down the court and stopped at the three point line. Right. I went all the way. I went all the way to the hoop, and that was my thing. Yeah. And it wasn't a case of, he just wanted to make a point. He just got a real excitement off of
1: thumping that ball through the he, rim. Absolutely, man. You know, um, penetration was his game mm. and improvisation. So uh, those two things together, he, he really changed the game, you know? Well, let's, let's talk to, uh, to Dr. J again. I mean, you had a follow-up
0: question, um, this time about the three-pointer. Let's check it out.
1: When you look at the way the three-pointer has changed the game today, and you said, and you're right, you never ran down and stopped in the ABA and mm. took a three. Mm. And I think that penetration led to a lot of improvisation with you. Mm. Do you see a greater proliferation of that in the game or a lessening of that?
3: Well, I see, I see the guys having to have that as part of their package. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have the ability to get your own shot. Uh, nobody's going to just set you up all day. I mean, well, Philly kind of sets up uh, J.J. Redick yes. uh, all day, but he still has times where, you know, he gets the ball, he's got to make a move uh, to get his shot off or, or to continue to play. So so there's no such thing as, you know, the, the 100% role player. Yeah. I right. mean, everybody has to have some skill development and, and then some sort of uh, physical and mental toughness to get somebody off you. Yeah, To
0: get somebody off you. See what, what he's what he's saying there is is a is kind of a sportsman's code. You got to learn to burn your opponent. Right, right. You you got to learn the whatever move it is to shake that man off. Now you may shake him off the first time, but he he's read that. Right. So you come with a
1: you come with the same package. So now he's hip to your game. Oh baby, how's that work in soccer? I mean, in football same thing. Well, football, soccer. No, your so, your football. The, 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 the <laughs> principles are the same, because
0: you now you're now playing this sort of pitcher batsman one on one you've got it it's that it's that shootout scenario where right. okay you think you got me
1: let's see think again
0: yeah gone this way that way and that's where some players are one-handed, very predictable, and then the other players work on the fact that you think they're one-handed and very predictable. Goodbye.
1: Right, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, the the funny thing is that, you know, well he talked about sometimes Philly might set up JJ Reddit, Mm. uh, but I say throughout the NBA right now, teams are running plays specifically to get somebody to shoot a three, you know, and I see it all the time. Even guys like James Harden uh, at Houston, he's, uh, you know, this guy, is one of the, I think he's the MVP for this year, but he is definitely one of the most dangerous players in the paint, one of the most uh, dangerous players when it comes to uh, being in the open court and shaking somebody for penetration. But you'll see them run plays to get him out back to the three-point line, and he'll drain a three with no problem. I mean, I love it, by the way. Yeah. So the thing is, I'll tell you something interesting. A lot of football coaches
0: are big basketball fans because there's replication of uh Basketball defense in a tight area mm-hmm. with li- little bits of movement. And what will happen is they'll try and overload, mm-hmm. distort, yes. create a break. They'll set something up for maybe the third man to come in and complete. Oh, cool. So this this same thing happens in football as it does on the court. and s- s- Football coaches are very in tune with elements like that that they see replicating their game. So it's, it's no surprise to see that sort of thing setting itself up. Just... Boom! 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 It might be the fifth pass, it might be the sixth, or it might be the third pass, but it's done very, very tightly and with intent. Yes, yeah. definitely.
1: And you see a lot more. It kind of looks like basketball today when you look at the, the the way the three point has changed the game. I think it's changed the game in that. Um, Teams look more like the Globetrotters now than ever before. There's a lot of passing going on. Yeah. And you see guys, like the reason why they're moving the ball around so much is because they want somebody to be open and try and shoot a three. It works. And then all of a sudden you'll find it becomes pattern
0: recognition. And I will have a room, a darkened room, it's always a darkened room, full of analysts. Mm-hmm. Right? And they'll sit there and they'll say, once you see pass one, two you know where three, four, five is going to go mm-hmm. because all of the pattern recognition they have seen over and over and over again when they analyze opponents. So what happens then is you know. So you're starting to set yourself up to break that down, and then they'll come away from three points, and maybe we'll go back to the Dr. J, I'm taking it to the hoop. Right. And it, it's, it's an evolution within the sport, an evil, a natural progression. You do one thing, we come and adapt, That's and we'll, we won't just survive.
1: We'll then eat you. And what you're saying right there just makes, for me, makes the game so much more exciting because it brings an unpredictability to the game that, you know, when you're watching as a fan, mm. uh, it, it gives you that what I call that, that that's that's a that's a that's a that's an actual um, um, technical term that I'm I, not sure I've ever had that, that, that. coin. It's a technical sports term. It's okay. called the "ow" factor, and, that, and that's what happens when you uh, when you watch a play that's so good. You there are no words. All you can do is go "ow." I'm not sure where that sound comes from in my body, and I'm not sure I want to know.
0: <laughs> anyway, right, let's get back to the NBA icon, shall we? And this time, yeah, big guy, Rashid Wallace. Um, another yeah, Philly dude. Another Philly dude. Can't escape them. Um, right, let's check this out and see what the big man had to say. Oh, before we do, before we do, to do this interview, Chuck had to stand on a wooden block that was
1: two feet tall. Yes, he did. Yeah, and a lot I, of fun. I, don't, I don't think I was taller than him once I did that. Just. You know? Yeah, maybe just. just. We're here with, with Shee Wallace, okay? Uh, if you don't know him, you don't know basketball. That's all there is to it. Uh, one of the most dominating big men in the sport. That's all there is to appreciate, it. Stretch appreciate. forward. Uh, and troublemaker, apparently. Not, uh, yeah, well... well s- some would say. Some would say. No, that's not... First of all, he's not a troublemaker. He's just from Philly.
4: Am <laughs> I right? Of, plain and simple. There you plain go. And plain
1: and simple. We actually bring sports and science together on our show. Okay. And, you know, a lot of times... Uh, uh, you know, first of all, Gary, Rashid said something that Kareem said that we asked him about.
2: Oh, Remember yeah. about
1: the fact that nobody does the sky No. Oh. Nobody.
0: Most nobody. dominant shot ever in basketball, and
4: I know that much. Yes, it's definitely yeah. the most dominant and unstoppable shot for the last 50 years in basketball. And you know what he said? It's because it's ugly.
1: That's oh, what Kareem it's, said. It's, it's an
4: ugly shot. Right. So you, you don't know what's coming. It's a long swoop. But it's effective that's the thing it's effective See, maybe
0: it's fashionable maybe three points right now maybe the skyhook's going to return and uh, i hope so destroy the game again <laughs> see the thing is he's already touched on that point where yeah it might just make its return because of one simple thing it was yeah, unstoppable yeah, because there's no other seven foot two dudes hanging around
1: a basketball court anymore are there right huh? Well, there, there, there's a like Joel Embiid and... That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: There's, there's, there's a lot of big... There's bigs. a lot of
1: big, big guys now, yeah. So,
0: I mean, if they think, what is he, 38-something thousand points, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar stuck through the, the hoop. Yeah. You're saying to yourself, someone's going to want to go for that. Someone is going to say, that's my aim.
1: Yeah, well,
0: they're probably going to need a skyhook if they're going to get up there. So, therefore, you've got a guy... I mean, Dr. J talked about a whole package... Why can't there be a player that just pops up and goes? Not only can I skyhook, hook back and three point because Kareem didn't. Yep. But it does the
1: whole thing? So I'm, I'm waiting to see that monster. That's a perfect beast. You know what? What you say makes sense because I, oh god, um, Mariano Rivera, who like one of the greatest closers for the Yankees. Mm. Uh, this is the guy that had one pitch. Okay? And guess what? It was so devastating, that's all he needed. Uh, and so, who, who, who's to say that there won't be a player that's just like, all I do is skyhook. But you can't do anything about it. That's what I do, I skyhook and nothing else. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, simple rule in sport, keep it simple.
0: Right, we are going to take our first break. Um, but something Rashid Wallace said about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had us thinking. Our very own Neil deGrasse Tyson sat down with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and when we get back after the break, They'll be breaking down the physics in the unstoppable skyhook. You're not going to want to miss that, are you? Good. See you shortly. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you.
1: pxg.com slash star talk code star talk welcome back i am gary o'reilly and i'm chuck nice and we are
0: playing with science yes before the break we listening to an interview with uh, rashid wallace the nba superstar legend probably a future hall of famer no less um, and he talked about kareem abdul-jabbar's skyhook Right, quite simply, we put Neil, our very own astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson, in with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they broke down the physics behind the unstoppable. When I look
2: at a basketball game, part of me sees it as a physicist does. So there's a ball, it's round, there's a hoop, which is bigger than the ball, and there are all manners of shots that come at it from different angles, different trajectories, and your sky hook, your hand, at fully extended, it's got to be like eight or nine feet in the air. I mean, did, did they measure this?
5: When I shot this guy, hook my hand was about between 10 feet and, 10, and 11 feet in the air. Because
2: you're also jumping.
5: Yeah, I'm also jumping.
2: Okay, so now the rim is 10 feet up.
5: Exactly 10 feet.
2: So the ball is basically going down. So the, the physics of this, of course, is the more the ball can just go down... Right. The greater chance it, has. chance it has for going in.
5: Right. So you want to you want to shoot a high arcing shot that drops. That drops. You don't want to just get it to crawl yeah, over. Yeah. If it the just rim.
2: crawls over, then there's the cross section changes
5: much smaller.
2: Right. Right. I don't know if people know that. So, so you I want can to get take it, this circle and angle it. The cross section to you is smaller now.
5: Right. So you want to get your shot should have a high arc and come straight down.
2: Are you thinking about that physics when you were taking that shot? Because you had your physics class.
5: I understood what I wanted to do, so I had all the ballistics and everything worked out.
2: (laughs) What percent of your 38,000 points were skyhook points, would you guess?
5: I'd say three quarters.
2: Three quarters.
5: Yeah. Ooh. But, you know, I I learned everything I learned, uh, you know, had to do with learning the mechanics of the shot. And shooting a bow and arrow because you figure out what the drop is all about, you know what the arc is all about, and once you get, got that figured out, you can you, you become a accurate you're a marksman at that point. So
2: you're a basketball marksman.
5: You have to be well, if you're going to be successful you know. and I, I led the league in um, field goal percentage a number of years. I think that was really my success too. You know, I had a successful shot that they couldn't block. That's what enabled me to endure. I'm an NBA marksman.
1: Yeah. I'm an archer. Yeah. He's, you you can see why- He's the the Katniss of the NBA. Yeah. He would punch me if he heard me say that. (laughs) And because he trained with Bruce Lee, it would hurt. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Now you're thinking that's not a good idea. Yeah, not a good guy to get into a fight, right? A seven foot tall uh, black belt. Ninja. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but he, I mean, the combination of the understanding of the physics, and the innate athletic ability, plus being seven foot two, that combination is ridiculous. No wonder the endurance. Yeah,
1: and the fact he's got thirty eight thousand points. You awesome. know, thirty eight thousand points of which he said that three quarters, three quarters of which came from that skyhook. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Do you remember the interview when he said,
0: and Neil asked him, and I thought it was a wonderful question. How many three pointers did you actually hit?
1: And his answer: one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one that he should have never have uh, attempted. And in yeah. his estimation, he and said he, he said. And
0: Neil said to him afterwards, "If you'd have missed, what would your teammates have said?" Oh yeah they yeah, like it. yeah
1: they like what the hell are you doing yeah you might be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar but don't be shooting three yeah, points <laughs> exactly but in today's game that's <laughs> listen yeah you got seven footers that are out at the three point line all the time shooting the ball so yeah. maybe maybe in today's game it wouldn't be so wouldn't be so uh, looked down upon
0: you no know? but i mean it goes back to dr j and we kind of all roads lead to dr j you need a player who's a complete package right I need you to be big. I need you to smash it through the hoop, but I need you to pop out in the three-point line and drop some for me. Yeah. Amazing. All right, let's go on to our next clip. Um, It's that time of the year in the NBA when every bounce, every rebound and point are meaningful. So who better to ask about succeeding in the playoffs than championship winner himself, Rashid Wallace. Let's check this out. Apart from outscoring another team, is there a secret is
1: there a secret to success in the playoffs? Defense. Defense. S- simple as. You sound yep. like an old man. You know that, right? <laughs> you sound like an old man, Don't right? No matter.
4: Now? Defense wins championships. Yes, de- <laughs> but defense. But right. And it's possessions. You gotta, you gotta right. value the possessions more in the playoffs. See,
0: the thing is, you went there so many times, but you didn't win every time. Mm-hmm. Did you use the pain to bounce back? Did you use it to slingshot yourself forward?
4: Oh, or, did it, that, or did it just definitely. hurt too much? No, no. I mean, it hurt. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But after that hurt comes that anger. Like, man, I don't believe these cats got us out of here. And that fuels you for that next year, for that next season, and for the playoffs. Because during the regular season, it's like, all right, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait till we get back in April and May. And then when it comes around, now, you're ready. And you remember that time when it was the shot or you had a turnover or something where you came up on a losing end. You remember that time.
0: What would you prefer to be? Playoff favorite or playoff underdog?
4: Me personally, i will go with an underdog. Philly again. It's the Philly thing again. again. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Philly thing again. Gotta love the underdog.
0: You're going to want to have that attitude, that little bit of grip. But it's interesting. All the teams that get knocked out in the playoffs, when they're taking that bus ride out and away from the stadium, do you think they're thinking, what if we'd have just kept possession at that moment? At that minuscule moment in the whole series of, Maybe three, four, five, seven games. That's why he says you've got to value the possessions. Mm-hmm. Every single thing. You go through a whole season, a regular season, you might give the ball away. Okay, this is backwards and forwards. There's, there's so many, there's what, over 200 points on the board by the end of the game. Right. But in the playoffs, you have to protect that ball with your life. It's yeah,
1: amazing. Absolutely. Every possession counts, you know, um, no more so than in the playoffs. And I don't know if the team is thinking that when they're leaving the stadium. I know the fans are, though. You suck. No, I'm joking. No, but the <laughs> thing the thing is. If all you had that one play. That's all you needed. That one stupid play. I hate you so much. I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage now. Oh, why did I bet on this game? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just having a flashback. Okay. No more. <laughs> flashbacks <laughs> but that's it it's it's that once you go into the
0: playoff scenario and you're conscious of the fact that every possession is vital you've got a better chance as a unit of coming out the other side on top
1: but see that would screw with my head man if i was thinking about every possession that's you know wouldn't that psychologically kind of no wear on you no as no a no player because like, then you turn it you're to thinking a- about the importance of every single play yeah
0: I'm not just thinking about the importance of every single play. Every time I'm passing, I'm looking to pass to your best hand, your best foot. I'm looking to pass to you in a position where you won't get intercepted by an opponent. So I've got to pass that ball to the opposite side to where you're being marked. All of those things, they're minute details, but they're the details that get you success beyond the other team where they're just trying not, and they're new to the system. You do it, and you work, and that becomes a positive because everybody's thinking the same way. That's why the teams that succeed are managing at that much of a level.
1: That's a lot of pressure, man.
0: No, it's not. It's something you thrive on. It's something that once everybody gets to think mentally and tune in on, that's where you get success.
1: So Um, to you guys out there, do you hear how, see, this is the difference between a (laughs) former professional (laughs) athlete and a comedian. I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. He's like, no, no, it's not. I'm like, yes. I sound like that. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's not a little bit like that. I'm still working on my Gary. Don't worry. I'm still working on my Gary. I'm going to get it. I'm not going to unveil it until it's ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll end up sounding like the butler
0: from Downton Abbey or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. All right. So we asked one NBA championship winner. But why ask one when you can ask two? Dr. J, your thoughts on playoff success, please. We spoke to Rashid Wallace. And I said, the pain of, of getting so close and not succeeding, did you use it? And then, apart from
3: scoring more points, is there a secret to success in the playoffs? I, I think uh, one for all, all for one, you know, having unity, solidarity. Uh, you know, in the early years in Philly, I, I don't think we had that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we had some guys after. Film sessions, you know, they were waking up when the projector got turned off and the lights came on, <laughs> or whatever. But those guys, you know, never came back and made it back to the finals. And the guys who made it to the finals were the ones who paid attention to detail, who were alert, and who were physically maybe less talented than the earlier teams, you know, but more committed to being it. champions.
1: Wow, he kind of went on what you just said, there man. You go. He's like, it's really about the attention to detail. It's, yeah, you know, to paying attention to the tiny little things. Because yeah. if if it was that easy. Everybody would win. No, that's not true. You're still a professional sport. See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is the mentality. If it was that easy. First of all, it's not that easy. No, okay? exactly. And, so I'm just saying. It's not that easy just to play. Like, you, you. it's, it's funny because I, I, like, every professional uh, athlete that I've met, you guys all have the same mentality. Like, yo, this is just what we do. But you're unaware of the fact that you're in a, like, point O2 global percentage of the population okay let me then see let
0: me then find let, let me take that to and fine tune it imagine you're a good pro of huh? whatever this situation is basketball football baseball soccer whatever but at the top of that particular game mm-hmm. there are players that are unbelievable right and that is where you have to keep chasing. And you are going to have to put them out of the game. You're going to have to take away the game that makes them so good. Or you're going to have to feed them to make their game benefit you if they're on your team. So you are always operating in a certain way. You, You don't take it for granted, but your awareness of it should be something that's implanted into your thinking at an early age. Suppose you're mad at that guy. That happens. (laughs) By the way, do you think all teammates love each other? No, there's some guys punch each other's lights out in the locker room before, during, and after games. However, the only thing that has to happen is the logic of you don't win, the team wins. See, so that, that comes first. So you see, have to be that. the one thing. That
1: see, I'm be, mad at you. Yeah. You know, I'm not passing you the ball. Exactly. That's yeah. right. I'm like, oh, no, that's you, happened in a game. Yeah, I'm like, you're going to have to apologize to me. You know what happened before the game. OK. Now you say you're sorry and maybe I'm passing the ball. All right. Maybe. Oh, no, no. there's
0: There are games that go on <laughs> at the highest levels where one player will not pass to another player. On purpose, no matter what the situation they they would rather kick the ball
1: into the crowd, mm-hmm. throw it somewhere else, that person is not getting the ball. Guys, guys, we're not talking to LeBron. Okay? <laughs> guys, just letting you know, we're not talking to LeBron.
0: <laughs> See that if you did that with LeBron, LeBron will do one thing. Give me the ball. Right. Yeah. He because there's he the mantra, need, yeah. there's the mantra and I had this discussion with somebody just the other day. Winners want the ball. Just, just the other day, LeBron, there's three seconds left on the clock. It's 95 apiece with the pacers. LeBron just goes, give me the ball. He gets the ball. What happens? Drains it. Three points. 98, 95. Everybody goes home. And LeBron is jumping up on the umpire's table and he's thumping his chest at the crowd. And right. this is my house. Nice. Yeah. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. When all the tactics, all of the psychology is done and you're level and it's three seconds left, you need your big guy to stand up. Well, guys, we're we're
1: still not speaking to LeBron.
0: (laughs) Someone's going to have to mediate. It'll be me, won't it? Right, let's take a break. Oh, dear. Someone get me LeBron's agent. Right, um, Right, when we come back, more Rashid Wallace, more Dr. J., and maybe a love-in between LeBron and Chuck. Who knows? Uh, Back shortly.
1: Do you want to set up your child for success? Of course you do. Maybe you want to save money on private tutoring, or maybe it's just out of your budget altogether. Is this a big school year for your child? Like maybe they're starting kindergarten, middle school, or high school, or some other milestone. Maybe your family moved, and they're starting at a new school. Is your child ahead? IXL is used in ninety-five of the top one hundred school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Star Talk Radio listeners can get an exclusive twenty percent off IXL membership when they sign up today at ixl.com/starttalk. Visit ixl.com/starttalk to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
3: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while
0: you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to
3: Monday.com. Welcome back. I am
1: Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Dr. J. And this is Playing Playing With Science. science. Yeah, I'm actually Chuck Nice, okay. Sorry. Uh, We like you being Dr. J. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's good to be king. So, right, we,
0: we put Chuck in a situation where he had to stand on a two-foot block of wood so as he could talk to NBA legend Rashid Wallace. So Chuck was back up there in the rarefied altitude of the bigs. Um, this time, Chuck was getting tips on life and not just how to get down.
1: Yeah. What okay. is the basketball mindset for life? So take you on the court. Oh, I like this question. Pull, up, pull you out of the court into life. What is the mindset from the game
4: that you see and have to use every day? Um, take care of your body. Really? Take care of your body from the time when you're a young fella. Just think about it. When you're in high school, that's when you really start working out. Right. You know, no matter what you're doing, no matter the sport, and you continue that in your collegiate career, and you continue that in your pro career, but some people think that, okay, once that athlete retires, then it just stops. Like, I don't have to work out no more. Habits. No. Still got to work out. You still got to keep it in shape. And in turn, it lifts you up for, for that day. So if I get up early in the morning and I get a good workout in, well, then I'm ready to attack or challenge whatever work options that I have in front
1: of me. I, I did not expect that at all. I know,
0: but he gave you, he just opened straight up and went, this is it. This yeah. is
1: how I see it.
0: Now, everybody sees it. Differently within a certain bandwidth, they're all the same, but that was his, that was his take. So That's let the me, let me ask
1: you then, what, what did you take from professional soccer into your life? What is a, is there a, I don't know, a philosophy, a, a, a mantra, you... a, a particular uh, everyday train of thought that stays with you on a daily? Um,
0: Stick at it. Keep going, keep working, keep thinking that you've got to do something, keep moving. The game evolves. You have to evolve with it, which means you have to keep working to keep up. The older you get, the more experience you have. You utilize that, bring it back, fold it into what you're doing. You're always growing. You're always trying to step upwards because you know as you get older, your body's going to start to kind of come backwards and you're going to have to pick up the slack to go forwards with it. That's pretty cool.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think you see a lot of people say that about um, uh, what's his face. Oh yeah, Tom Brady. Um, You're back on the Brady thing. No, I'm just saying, like you know, I mean, you know, hey, granted, he's the greatest quarterback <sighs> of all time. For sure, I'm not going to yeah. say, no, you know, no, for sure. But a lot of people are just like he might play until he's like 50 because he's, you know, he knows how to, he knows how to play the game differently as an older player.
0: You well, know. Th- th- there's th- quarterbacks. I mean, as much as I know you can be the best, most athletic quarterback in the world. But if you've got a defensive line that doesn't protect you,
1: yeah. you're not going to last very long. No, absolutely. And uh, it only takes like one... uh 20 year old defensive lineman mm-hmm. uh, to break through and put you yeah. on your back. And then it's just like, yeah, maybe I should go home and be with my supermodel wife and like spend all this money and instead of being out here looking stupid at age 40, whatever. So I'm just saying that's my, that's my internal dialogue. I'm sensing I'm jealousy. That, no, I'm, I'm sensing saying, this is a little sprinkling no, not of jealousy. I'm maybe Tom Brady thinks that way. You know, I'm just saying that maybe I would think that way. No, I think Tom, Bra- Tom you know. Brady cannot exist. And we go back to
0: sort of like Dr. J and Rashid. He cannot exist without being unbelievably professional and mm-hmm. bringing every cognitive skill to play because he knows. I mean, he looks in the mirror. He knows he's 40, not 20-something. Right. So he's thinking, right, how do I keep myself in the best position to protect me? He's got every spider sense Going, Yeah. Uh, as well as one of the best defensive lines in front of, you know. So he's just got to have all of that going in the same place. And his, his coach knows that's my, that's my crown jewel. I'll do whatever it takes to protect him.
1: Well, you better sell those jewels. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Keep an eye on eBay is all we can say. Right. Because Chuck and uh, Rashid were new bezies, uh, it was time for that, that question. Yeah. Name your best ever starting five but before we get there you've got two minutes just two minutes jot down who you think the starting five is that he will choose no going via the fridge and taking like two hours and coming back later two minutes you've got then we're going to run the tape run that tape go on then
1: I need from you a starting five of all time anybody from across the history of basketball and you you got to put yourself on the team though all right, oh, No, wow. but you can change any uh, position you want to play, okay? So you don't um, just have to play your position. You can change any position you want to play. All right, play, okay, make I need it you,
0: easier. I need you. Let's go with a six. Then okay, you we'll can play yourself, then, then the man that you would
1: Oh swap wow, in that's and hard. Out. So starting five and a, and a six
4: man, who would just six um, man be? Wow, that's hard, man. That's a tough that's, one, ain't it? Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. and I aren't in it. I would say, okay, my starting center, got to be the captain. Okay. Okay. Right. Kareem. Starting point, I would have to go with John Stockton. Wow. Oh. plays D, and he gives up that ball. Whoa. Um, Interesting. My two-guard, I would say, would be between Mike and the Big O. Okay. Uh, the Big O was aggressive in his day, and he did a lot of amazing things as well. Um, the three, for sure, is that gentleman over there. Of course. Uh, Dr. Dr. J. Dr. J. For sure. Um, the four... My four man will probably be Maurice Lucas. Uh, Maurice Lucas was the hell of a defender, grabbed some rebounds, and he was a bruiser. He didn't take no crap. He's a banger. Um, Okay. Wow, six man is hard. Uh, Sheesh. Because it takes a lot for a six man. You got to come off the bench, know the game, scoring, you got defense. Hmm. I don't know. That six man would be hard. Chuck Nice. He said Chuck Nice. Chuck Nice. There you go. Maybe Coop. Strong, strong power forward slash <laughs> shooting guard slash point guard out of Philly. There you go. Man, that was easy. That was easy.
0: <laughs> Wasn't it just? Rashid, Yo, what a man. pleasure. What an honor. Thank Seriously, you, sir. Man, thanks thanks you. so much, brother. Appreciate you. Sure, all day. Yeah, all day. Thank, all day. Thank you. Thank uh, you.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't make it. Well we kind of ish. You yeah, made it. I made it on the sixth man, you know. Try uh, to get Michael Cooper
1: in there. Listen, I'll take pity wherever I can get it. I can't tell you how much pity sex I've had in my life. So <laughs> makes me no difference.
0: Oh, anyone else feel uncomfortable hearing that? <laughs> <laughs> or
1: was it just me? <laughs> you know what I don't what I can't believe is that he didn't put LeBron on the all-time list. See, that's what the older players do, man. The guys that have been around, they're just like, nah, you gotta wait. Like, you got to do your time, and then we can put you in history. But it's so weird that he he did not put LeBron even as the sixth man. Do you think he got sat down and was told to wait before he got sort of a hint? I'm sure. Yeah, Mm. I mean, that's normally how it goes. But, I mean, I can see Oscar Robinson. He said the big O. I can definitely see, of course, Jordan's on there. John Stockton, though, I mean, listen, but he's talking about a point guard. So, yeah, I mean, that's a guy who knows how to pass the ball. Stockton
0: Stockton may not be the fan's favorite, but I think he's one of those guys He's a If you're a player, 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 yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you, if you played with him or you played against him, right, you knew if you
1: were, if you're in a
0: schoolyard pick him,
1: right. Yeah. He's just
0: one of those guys. You yeah, just...
1: I kind of like Pistol Pete Maravich too. I mean, if you're going to play uh, somebody who knows how to pass the ball like that, but I'm what? But forget that. Here's the deal: it was an unfair question. It's his. It's an unfair question because it doesn't make you know. It's it's impossible to ask. I mean, to answer you can Subjective. Can't, yeah, it's you, completely subjective. You can't. You can't, you answer can't that
0: say question. Rashid Wallace's answer is wrong. Right. Because it's his. It's answer. It's his answer. And hopefully, uh, you've got somewhere in that kind of ballpark as far as uh, names are concerned with starting five and possibly a six, we'll see.
1: As Uh, long as Chuck Nice was on your list, then your list was perfectly okay. You see, set you up for that. There you you go, right. Right,
0: before we close out the show, we cannot, cannot leave without letting Dr. J have the final say. So uh, who is
1: the Dr. J of today? This is the big man's thoughts. All right, let me ask you one last question. When you look at the game today, is there a player in your mind where you say, man, that that kid reminds me of a young Julius Irving.
3: <laughs> well, uh, you know, I've been asked the question a number of times, and I, when I when I see Kawhi Leonard play, when he's at his best, I mean, I think that that guy is—he's a reflection of how I used to play, how I used to s- see myself play. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's Dr. Awesome. Jay, thank
3: you. All right, it's such an a absolute pleasure.
1: pleasure. Thank you,
3: right. sir. We're yeah. talking to you guys without a doubt. Thank you, right. man. Thank you.
0: And he sees. He's not turned his back on the game. He's still got a love. I know he's been involved with coaching, Dr. J. And you've got that feeling through Rashid and through Dr. J that they're still emotionally connected. Yeah. still very thoughtful, very deep in the modern game and not just walked away and and seen it cold. They're still very much part of it. And uh, their awareness... Of, of what's going on. Their awareness of all of the aspects and dimensions mm-hmm. of the game are still there. I mean, with the next show, with part two, when we get into the basketball shoe technology, from memory, they have some very, very interesting stories. Yeah. Dr. J was involved in an awful lot during the 70s and 80s. Absolutely. In shoe development with Converse. He's
1: practically a shoe
0: designer. Yeah. yeah. And then Rashid,
1: well, he's Philly. And you know what that means. Oh yeah, absolutely bad attitude. No, I'm joking. Sorry, Philly.
0: (laughs) No, it means a certain edginess, which I think as a competitive elite athlete, particularly NBA, vital component. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was a fun show, man. It was. I'm so pleased. Our first clip show. Yeah. Hey! And I'm so pleased that we got this unrivaled, unparalleled access to amazing athletes like Dr. J and Rashid Wallace, and we're grateful for everybody for doing that. Um, yeah, well, it's quite simple today. I've been Gary O'Reilly. And I've been Chuck Nice. And this has been Playing With Science. Don't forget, part two of our basketball mini-series up very, very soon.
3: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll, to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out
0: while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind.